is these infectious germs and we're supposed to kill the germs and we'll be safe and healthy. And, and that's, that's not how health works. That's not how disease works. We, we know now from massive amounts of research and evidence that diseases are not overwhelmingly not caused by bacteria. Lend me your ears. <laughs> this nation will rise up. Welcome to the Elemental Health Podcast. Welcome back to the Elemental Health Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in uh, for this episode again. So uh, things are slightly different on this episode. I am interviewing someone who uh, I consider to kind of being on the fringe of of kind of understanding and, and, and the way that, that uh, he's approaching things at the moment. Um, and, you know, we're at a time now where everything that we, we do is, is being sort of curated in terms of what we see on social media and also the news as well so so guys like brendan who i've got on the podcast for you today um are really kind of trying to pull back uh, the layers on that and understand what's going on and, and why why things are the way they are and, and trying to delve into the controversy uh, unpick what is true and what is not um and i think it, it adds a really interesting flavor to uh have a different narrative on what's going on in the world at the moment and, and see things from a slightly different perspective um, and also uh, kind of, you know, have the the confidence, the courage, I would say, to, to, to challenge what's being told in the mainstream media. I'm always looking for ways to challenge uh, the way I'm thinking about something, the main paradigms, the mainstream paradigms, my own dogmas. Um, and I think uh, having a, a, a kind of two-way conversation with Brendan uh, really helps to develop that and Ladies and gents, we have Brendan D. Murphy. Well, before we get started, uh, there's just a final edit update. Uh, for some reason, I corrupted the first 10 minutes of the conversation. Um, so we dive straight in. It's not that hard to pick up. I'm sure you guys will, will catch up on, on where we are and where we're going with it. And we're straight in at the deep end. So it's going to be juicy. Massive apologies for that. Apologies, Brendan, uh, if you're listening back, and apologies to the audience, guys. I do my best with the tech, but um, I'm no tech guru. Anyway, let's go. Cool, awesome. Um, and so, so, what? How, how do you how do you thread it all together? So, I guess I've, I've you know I've got some comments here that I'd like to kind of dive in and, and chat to you about. But uh, based on what you said, so so. Uh, obviously, I think we can all understand that there's a synergy between the spiritual realm and health. Um, but how do you actually thread that together and, and see it all fitting together? Obviously, that's a massive question, but I don't know where you start normally when you're chatting to someone who kind of uh, is kind of skirting around the edges, which I guess is, is probably where a lot of people are. Yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge question, man. Um, I mean, ultimately, I guess it comes back to, you know, if you're looking at it in terms of health, the your consciousness is, is kind of mediated by the, the mind body dynamic so there's that whole sort of field of like meta, meta or epigenetic and metagenetics where you know what we think and what we feel and, and what we eat and all these other environmental factors influence you know how we physically operate and the physiological responses we have so you know that, that's i guess a bridge um you know as far as tying it together in my life uh, i guess that's a, an ongoing kind of uh, juggling act <laughs> Cool. And so w with with that that said, then, what, where do you think the, the kind of um, mainstream is in terms of pulling that together? Or is it a, a, a juxtaposition for you in terms of people moving in, away from that 
centered uh, being that uh, that understands health at a, a, an intrinsic level uh well yeah the mainstream is pretty pretty i mean that's always the last place where anything changes or new information registers so um you know they'll, they'll be the last to sort of find out and the last to change but it's not it's not a woo thing anymore to talk about like epigenetics and the way that you know we are influenced by our thoughts and, and the environment and how it changes so you know that's pretty well documented now over the last 30 40 even you know 50 odd years plus so yeah we're, we're pretty well grounded like in terms of science on that side of things um yeah it's not really particularly controversial mm. but so i guess yeah i, I, I it's it's hard to kind of um identify an area that i really want to kind of go deep on on with you because it, it, uh, the spiritual realm is not something that i i kind of uh, talked at length about um obviously i've got my own beliefs and, and ideals as, as we all do but um uh i, I guess I, i'd like to understand more about how you see that metaphysical and physical health uh linking together and what are some of the key components that that people need to start thinking about if if they can't see that connection well, I mean, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, your mind, your mindset is, is the thing that's with you constantly. Um, you know, everything else kind of comes and goes, you know, you, you might eat one thing today and eat another thing tomorrow, but your mind, your psyche, you can never escape from. So that's kind of the, the thing that you, more than anything else, you've got to be on top of that because stress, um, chronic stress can create a downward spiral, you know, physiologically. Um, it's pretty well established now that the mind creates either wellness or it creates disease um or you know these symptoms that we we call disease so that's really kind of the king that's the king that's the that's where you start that's where it ends i mean you can you can do uh, like i and i went to great pains to show this in, in my first book is that consciousness itself can can do things that we can barely you know a lot of people can barely even imagine um so that's really where our power actually lies is is in in our center or in, in our consciousness and from there that's where we get to make those creative choices where we choose how to respond to what happens around us and we choose, am I going to process this in this way or am I, am I going to react to it in this way? And, and from there, you know, that's how we're create, creating our reality and choosing to create um, beliefs that either serve us or, or limit us and that kind of thing. So how does someone strengthen this notion that their thoughts can influence their physical health uh, if, if, they, if they're not able to make that connection? Because I think... Um, the the you know w when you go to see the doctor you you know and this is one of my bugbearers been in clinical practice for the last decade almost um is agency we lose that agency we give it away the, the model is very broken and we can see that because we're getting less healthy as a population as a global population and things are moving in the opposite direction of what we're suggesting here which is i think why it's so important that we do this work um but but if if some if someone's not able to make that connection and and uh, move away from those dogmas that we've got and they, that expert agency kind of given away uh, center that we're in effectively, um, you know, how, how does it work? Like, you know, what, what, how is the mind able to influence the body? Like, you know, at a very basic level, you know, what what sort of conversations do we need to have with those people who are like, well, um, you know, and I can I can relate to family members who are like, I, I need to go to the doctor because I want a pill to to fix my back pain. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it this way. I mean, if you've ever been, <clears throat> excuse me, if you've ever been like frightened or something, something scared you or shocked you, um, you, you'll notice like your heart races. You know, you maybe you sweat. 
um, and you freak out, you have an anxiety attack or something. I mean, that is, that's a, a classic example of how your mind influences your physiological functionings. It's um, very like, it's so basic and so present in our day-to-day lives. It's almost easy to overlook it and forget such obvious things, you know, the fight or flight response. You know, if someone comes up to you and wants to, to punch you in the face, you have a physiological reaction to your fear um, or to, you know, to, be, to your fear, feeling of aggression towards someone, you know, the heartbeat, all that kind of stuff, respiration, your breathing, all these things that change. So it's really, you know, it's really a very basic thing. It's just um, understanding that it's just expanding your grasp of, okay, well, here's, here's that stuff, which is, has been known and accepted for, you know, for a long time and expanding that zone of, of that influence and understanding, okay, well, we've got, you know, studies that we can point to where we see people who meditate you know, for a long period of time, the, the structure of their brains actually change, like certain parts of their brain associated with meditation actually grow larger and they get, you know, it's like, it's like when you work on a muscle at the gym and it gets bigger, it's the same kind of thing. So yeah, there's a lot of different examples of, of how, you know, mind interacts with physiology and actually modifies it as well. I mean, I, I focused a lot on the paranormal side of things as well, like how mind can externally influence um, systems that are not physi- physically connected to us. You know, you can influence my body. I could influence your body remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, there's heaps of studies along those lines and remote healing studies that show this, like people who've been prayed for have better um, outcomes than people who didn't get prayed for. Um, so it just goes on and on. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. And and um, that there's a really interesting study that's always cited about the, the, um, the watched atom, that react responds differently. I think that was well studied, well a long time ago now, but uh, but but really interesting. Uh, at a very kind of, I guess they've they've simplified it down, so it, it, it contextually can be quite easy to understand. Um, so what 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 are the what do you see is uh, you know in you in this space? What do you see as the are the, are the barriers to people actually moving from uh, you know giving away their agency to a to a quote unquote expert over their health to actually taking charge and reinstalling their mindset, understanding a bit more about their kind of spiritual identity. Um, what do you see as the barriers there? Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of, it's, it's a mindset thing. It's like, you, you know, someone has an inclination to listen to that external authority and put them on the pedestal and let them be in the driver's seat of, of their life. And it's like, well, you know, you know, you're not steering the car anymore. You're letting someone else do it. So that's the fundamental problem that we have with a lot of people. Um, and it starts there. Like if you're not thinking for yourself then you know, you can't be helped. Yeah. But I think that's, 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 that's what we were seeing on a massive scale, isn't it really? And um, obviously there are glimmers of hope, you know, in terms of, uh, how people are interacting with media, social media, and, and doing their own research. I think more so than than ever before, which I, which I think is really encouraging. Um, but 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 there is there is that pull, isn't there? That pull of what what everyone else is buying into. Um, and you know, I, I guess on a, on a, on a personal example, and how 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 has your journey extricated you from that uh, that kind of bubble of of, of general mass? Um, understanding fear however you want to describe it yeah well <laughs> um in a lot of different ways through a lot of different experiences and, uh, and uh, a lot of research so um you know i was lucky to have an experience of, of uh, very altered uh, consciousness a long time ago which which cemented some of the the beginning of my journey actually was reading a really interesting book by a guy you might have heard of called michael talbot and he it was an exploration of the holographic model of of reality so it was called the holographic universe and so 
when I had experiences of consciousness that were beyond the human sort of mind and the human body and showed me that we were actually connected to something vast and, and infinite, you know, that was like, well, okay, so we, we don't understand that. That's like almost a secret or it's been almost a secret for our civilization, this, you know, because we have a materialist paradigm. And it's like, well, okay, then that materialist paradigm that believes that the brain is, is the creator of consciousness. Well, that's wrong. So <laughs> what else is wrong? And it turns out that, you know, just about everything the mainstream tells us about all the important issues, if you actually pull it apart, it, it turns out to be just really outdated and inaccurate most of the time. Mm, I, I think, yeah, I, I think that's, that's, that's a, uh, a, a nice notion. But for, for me, what brings that home is the results, right? Is uh, you know if we can, we can talk about health because I guess that's that's the focus of my work and and to a certain extent your, to your work as well, but um, yeah and, and it, you know obviously this conversation is probably on the fringes of uh, of everything that's going on in society which which I don't have a problem with at all. In fact, I encourage that and and it, and it excites me um, because that's how things grow. That's how we grow and develop. Right, it's stepping outside of the norm, um, but. Uh, it's 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 interesting because the results just don't show that we're getting healthier that that we're doing the right things in terms of um you know outcomes um and that that's i think proof enough for anyone that i speak to as to as to why they should make some changes um look at things slightly differently but most importantly which i think links in with your work very much is is start thinking for themselves and and that kind of free thinker approach and and kind of and, and taking control, I guess, is what, what we're really talking about. Um, I, yeah. I like to switch switch fire. Yes, um, I like to switch fire slightly on on one of your recent uh, social media posts about um, the the self and the identity because I found it absolutely fascinating and and uh, wanted to kind of ask you more about it. So, uh, you know, uh, what 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 happens when someone is born in terms of given an identity versus understanding who they truly are? What is the difference there? Because I think that's not necessarily something a lot of people have thought about. Um, are you, are you sort of, are you getting at like the extent to which someone's identity is, is taught to them as opposed to, to a certain extent? Yeah. And referencing the, the birth certificate post that you put, put up recently. Okay, right, right. Well, yeah, okay. So you want to go down that that sort of road. Yeah. Well, that uh, that's this is the thing. This is um quite an ancient sort of a deception that's been played out on us, and it's it's when we are born, you know, we think that we need to register at the birth and create a, a birth certificate. So we go and you know we go off to a, one of the government sort of branches or agencies and we register the birth, and they create the certificate, which is. If they print a document that has your name on it or it looks like your name. It will say Nick Quinton, but it's going to be in all caps or maybe just Quinton is spelt in, in all caps. So um, that that process of capitalising a name like that is called um, Capitus Diminutio Maxima, if, I, if memory serves me, something like that. Um, and basically just means the maximum diminution of your standing, your lawful standing. So what they're doing is they're creating an entity that is not you it's kind of like an ultimate version of you that exists in the, the world of commerce the world of legal fiction and governments can only deal with that world of fiction because they are themselves fiction and that that has to do with the hierarchy of law so men and women living living men and women create and we create things like law societies and governments and 
McDonald's and Hungry Jack's and all this sort of stuff. And everything that's created is inferior in, in legal standing, right? So we are, as men and women, we're supposed to be in charge of governments. We're supposed to be running governments. They're supposed to be accountable to us. Uh, and what they do is they create their little entity, which is this kind of like little Pinocchio thing that they deceive us into thinking is us. It's actually not. It's this entity that they control. And so when we bond ourselves with that, where if we identify with it, what we're actually doing is giving them jurisdiction and giving them control. It's like when, you know, you get pulled over by the police and they go, you know, Mr. Quinton, do you realise that your tail lights out or you're speeding or whatever? And, 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 you know, if you say, oh, okay, officer, you know, you're immediately, you're, you're creating that joinder with that little entity, that fiction, the all caps entity. And we got to understand that that's not us. That is a creation from the world of fiction that's used to manipulate and control us. So we need to actually start creating the awareness of who we are at law. And at law, we are not that all caps entity. We don't want to be. Good answer, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except as our agent in commerce. It's kind of like who we do business as is a, a fiction like that. But um, you don't want that to, you don't want to think that that's who you fundamentally are at law because that's where you diminish your status as much as can possibly be done. So it's not a good idea. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about the associated risks of that as well. So, as well. So, you know, how do we get, where, 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 where does that road lead to? Well, uh, what did you ha- when you say where does it lead to, what do you have in mind? So if we make an assumption that people are buying into kind of the, the identity that's created for them at birth, um, you know, what, what are the risks of, of not differentiating between that and, and kind of your true self? Well, I mean, I guess there's, there's, a, there's a lot really. You could probably sit here and, and sort of extrapolate for an hour um, just on that because it's a really good question, but, I mean, some of the basic stuff is like, okay, so now you think you're that and now you're going you're, you're, you're to go off thinking that you need to pay income tax and you're going to go thinking that the police, you have to do anything that a police officer tells you under any circumstances, which, which is not the case at all. Um, and, you know, you have no rights as that entity. That's the bottom line. As that entity, you don't have rights. You have duties and obligations and you don't get to say no. You don't get to opt out, whereas... If you understand that you are upper level and as the creator, as a living man or woman, then what happens is you come up above the legal fictions of police officers and they are, they're policy enforcers. They're enforcing a company policy. It's like McDonald's. They, their employees have to adhere to the rules of McDonald's, right? So people, people who work in, in, in Maccas can't come running out to you on the street and go, hey, you, you have to buy a Big Mac or else we'll fine you 250 pounds or whatever. You know, that would be ludicrous, but we're, we're conditioned into thinking that that's the kind of behaviour or dynamic that we, sh- we should have with the police, for example. Um, and it's not because they work for a company. And unless you're an employee of that company, you, the rules don't apply to you except through your consent. So the key here is understanding that consent is really everything. And that's the basis of the contract because they're always offering a contract. Government is always offering you a contract. The police are offering you a contract. You just have to understand that you get to know who you are and then politely decline the offer <laughs> mm, yeah and that's, that's that's quite a powerful um powerful way to think about it really isn't it to think about that um contract actually existing and you being a participant in in signing up to a contract and and the same the examples you gave were were really poignant but the same applies to your health um 
and I think the, the maybe the, the nuances are a bit bit more subtle. Um, but from a clinical perspective, you know, we assume consent, we assume the contract has been agreed, we assume that you want our help, and often I think people just don't have a, a, the the level of understanding um, and the agency over their own thoughts, um, ideas, understandings, whatever it might be, to to make that informed decision. Um, Sometimes they, they, they do, um, and it's really interesting uh, when, you, when you kind of, I think people get that realisation, um, interestingly, kind of end of life. Um, people tend, tend to take agency back and um, don't want help, um, or, you know, and, and that's, that, for me, that's a fascinating uh, area of study because, you know, when, when, when the outcome is the outcome that we're, we're all on the trajectory for uh, suddenly those those um that 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 process of understanding that you it's it, it is up to you what happens and and you know uh what what you don't want and what you do want is it, it certainly becomes a powerful force um yeah so it's, it's good it's good um i want to um jump jump forward again so um yeah, you, you you know, on social media, you present yourself as as a truth seeker, and and talk about these kind of big lies. Um, what 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 can you share as to as to the the key big lies? That I, I know we've covered a lot already, but what can you share as those key big lies um, that people need to start waking up to? Yeah, we've definitely touched on a couple of the fundamental ones. I think the one of the biggest lies is that um, there is an authority out there that needs to tell you what to do and what to think and what to believe. Um, and that, that is a, that has been an underpinning kind of uh, tacit sort of a almost social contract that we we've agreed to for a long time is that we we're supposed to just do what the authorities tell us to do. Um, and that's what's gotten us into the, the mess that we were in because we've, we've abrogated our agency, our responsibility, our creative powers. And we've handed them over to these crooks these sociopaths and crooks, and we've just gone, you do it. You do my thinking for me. You run the country. I'll just be over here at the pub, you know, swilling beers and all that, so watching the footy or whatever. And it's sort of like, you know, these they, these people will ruin you. They will kill you. They will destroy you if you let them do your thinking for you. And we see it all the time, like in the medical system, right? You know, in, in, in medicine, it, it happens every day. I mean, when doctors go on strike, death rates in hospitals tend to plummet. You know, they go through the floor and it's like, that should tell you something. I mean, we just, if we took our power back, we could create something incredible. You could create something amazing out of your life that was never possible um, with that, with your agency being in somebody else's hands. So I think the belief in external authority and whether it's religion, whether it's in the field of medicine, government, politics, I don't care what it is. The bottom line is you have to come back to the sovereign core of who you are inside and create your reality from there. Otherwise, someone else is creating it for you, and they'll, they'll create it however the hell they want to serve them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, so uh, let's 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 understand. Kind of, um, we, we've heard a little bit about the journey that you've been on, um, and and I want to get to kind of where you see things going to, and and what what opportunities and challenges lie ahead. But but before that, I want to I want to know kind of on a tactical basis, how are you? Uh, exemplifying living your life um, to, to adhere to, to kind of the, 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 the awakening, the, the level of consciousness that you've got in terms of your daily routines and habits, what, what kind of keeps you going, keeps you, keeps you focused, keeps you sane, if you like. 
<laughs> I think music keeps me sane more than anything, bro. I, I'm a musician, so if I can get the pick the guitar up and if I can play, if I can sing, you know, these are the things that that you know they light me up. So it's that's the stuff that you know. I see so many people live lives where they don't do the things that really matter most to them, and you know, I'm always going to be doing this like the truth stuff, and I'm always going to be you know, going deeper and deeper into, you know, what is real, what is truth and exposing all these lies at the same time. And, you know, that sort of all fits together. But at the end of the day, the thing, the stuff that keeps me sane is, is being true to, to me and what, you know, what, what is Brendan Murphy or who is Brendan Murphy at this point in time that he, what, what does it look like for me to authentically be that guy? Um, and, it, you know, it might be going out and standing in the sun and taking 30 or 40 deep breaths and breathing the sun in and, and soaking up some of the, that, you know, that prana or that charge. Um, but I don't have like, you know, super ritualized routines that I have to stick to because um, it just, you know, ever since my partner got pregnant, we've both just been <laughs> just like all that, all that sort of timing and scheduling and stuff kind of went out the window. And it's just like, you got to, you just got to kind of flow with things a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. With with a one year old in the house, I think I couldn't, I couldn't agree with that more, man. It's it's uh, you've got you've got to be robust and you've got to be adaptable um, as you move forward. I think otherwise you lose um, you lose focus very easily, really, and and then it just it's, it slides downwards. So that's that's good to hear. Um, and I think yeah, people need people like you, your your example there. I would say people you know is 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 also about finding space, finding time to actually understand what's going on. And I think you know we we can talk about distraction, um, agency, all the bits that we've mentioned, and and uh, that's going to lead you to to not be able to find those gaps to to take that pause. And and for me, as you the example you've gave is you know taking a break and and actually just understanding what's going on, a few deep breaths, get that. Uh, uh, physical and that sort of neuro neuro that the, the receptors together go and working and, and trying to uh, make the connection i think yeah meditation is an easy one because uh, uh, not an easy one an interesting one because i think people are still uh, certainly in my space quite hesitant to do breathing and and to meditate and to find time to meditate um and uh, you know I, 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 do you have anything that you can share with with the listeners around kind of making that step towards it or, or, or making that connection to actually trying to, 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 to get into that space and, and, you know, think and breathe and rest and not think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's such a personal thing, you know, like that one size fits all thing just doesn't, doesn't work for me and it doesn't work for a lot of people. Like, you know, I haven't meditated for, for many years um, until you know this year when I sort of started dabbling with it a little bit very casually. Um, whereas when I was like 20 through 22 years old, I was doing it pretty much daily, you know, m multiple times a week and I was dedicated to it, but I had a reason for, for doing that. I had a, a purpose and I was very goal driven and I still am like, I don't do stuff um, unless it is part of some kind of either I'm trying to get to something, I'm trying to achieve something. And then there's the downtime where it's just like unwind and, and let it kind of let it all hang out and shake it off and, and relax. But you know, to, to say to people, like, I don't believe that, you know, you're not spiritual if you don't meditate, for example. But if you find some reason, like maybe you want to do the Wim Hof kind of meditation, you know, for a physiological kind of boost, or maybe you, maybe you want to meditate and go deep into altered states of consciousness to find, to peel back layers of yourself and reality. I mean, just what is it that motivates you? Like that's, that's kind of where I come from. And if I'm not internally inspired or motivated to do something, then I'm not doing it because other people think I should. 
And, yeah. And, and is, is there a fear that sits behind uh, not doing this uncovering work? So, you know, is it a scary prospect for someone to, to sit with their own thoughts and try and understand where their identity comes from? Yeah, I think a lot of people are terrified of that. <laughs> yeah, I no, think. Go ahead. No, I, 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 you know, that's 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 a notion that's played in my mind um, as I've evolved, I guess. Um, and I think my, my my kind of comment when when I have these these conversations is is um, everyone's kind of I, I, you know I don't know what your your thoughts are, but everyone's on a journey. Um, and and if you if you have a, a kind of an understanding of spirituality, it, you know, we, we're all trying to make a connection with, with, um, this universe, this, the sense of oneness. Um, so, you know, you can't, you know, you can't be spiritual trying to be on that journey and then kind of point a finger at someone else and say, you need to do X, Y, and Z, because actually you're, you're not making that, that connection. If you're doing that, right. You're externalizing it. You're living in the ego. You're, 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 you're creating that identity, that separateness. Um, and, yeah. and not, you're not, you're not, you're not in the in the the hidden bit of the iceberg you're only in the yeah. little bit that sticks up that's it yeah i mean we don't like it doesn't matter how great you think that your practice is or your insights or whatever it's at the end of the day you know we don't get to decide for other people we only get to decide for ourselves um otherwise we would be dictators or tyrants and despots and you know um we've already got enough of them so we're just <laughs> our own and just, you do you i'll do me and we'll figure it out and we can swap notes and share and at the end of the day we'll we'll just do our, our own thing sound advice um so what what is the confusion that you think people have in their mind when it comes to disease so disease within the body um what 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 are people's confusions around that and the solutions to to, to that to, to switch yeah, back onto that's a great question um there's a few things i mean a lot of people we've we've been indoctrinated very heavily into uh, something called germ theory which is a model of of health and disease which is based on some very flawed ideas that were you know coming out of the 18th and 19th centuries and which have been completely discredited um and even were discredited in the 1800s um so the idea that we are you know, victims of random, just random happenstance, stuff just happens and we there's no real reason. So it's sort of like a naturism, malicious kind of a beast that just does things to us. It's kind of this victim kind of mentality. There's that aspect to it, but there's also the whole idea of, oh, well, there's these infectious germs and we're supposed to kill the germs and we'll be safe and healthy. And that's that's not how health works. That's not how disease works. We, we know now from massive amounts of research and evidence that diseases are not overwhelmingly not caused by bacteria or so-called viruses and the viruses are just genetic little genetic packages that are created inside of us in ourselves as a response to stress and toxicity they're not infectious they're useless outside the cell they do nothing once they're out of your body um so it's just a, a complete like we're turning the model on its head and it's completely upside down because it's been upside down all along so you know, we, we can let go of these ideas that we are i mean they're so disempowering you know the germ theory is inherently disempowering the warfare model of health and disease like if you kill enough germs you'll be okay you know if you wear your mask you'll be okay you know you just it's it's completely neurotic and just self-destructive and it, and it distracts people from what actually does create health which is first and foremost your psychological reality your your psyche is is primary determinant and then you've got things like obviously everyone talks about nutrition and everyone talks about you know your water and all this kind of stuff so 
those are the elements that we should be paying attention to is firstly our relationship to our psyche and then our relationship to our environment and our food and our water and our living conditions and is it sanitary are, are we living with rotting corpses i mean these are conditions that used to actually exist in in um the western world you know we as far as you know even into the 17 and 1800s and it wasn't until then that we started getting on top of the living conditions that we started conquering so-called communicable diseases and they're not communicable diseases they're diseases of the environmental conditions and stress and trauma and toxicity so we got rid of those conditions and then you know you can watch the graphs all just nosedive and then you know they almost bottom out they almost hit that bottom line there and then oh mass vaccination you know it's like oh vaccine saved us and, it, and that's just another complete con you know it's not what happened at all we changed the result we changed the outcome and we got better results by changing our food our our water and the living conditions and all this kind of stuff yep yeah and uh, yeah and the, the 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 yeah it, it's that it's the comment for me it's, it's the comment about you know we we need to create an environment for the body to heal itself if there's a problem and um that is what modern medicine tries to do, but people don't understand that and they think it's take a pill to fix a problem. Um, and that's never been the case. Um, and the fact that you have to take pills for life suggests that, that you're not creating that homeostasis for the body to actually nurture and heal itself. Um, and the other comment I, w- I would throw in there to, to all the bits that all the, all the great bits that you added in there was is, is community. And I think that's one of the, one of the big, issues i have with what's going on at the moment is this uh, isolation um which which you know is very unnatural and and as soon as we know as soon as we move away from what is natural what is a natural state um we become very unhealthy uh, as a species and the, the other thing is you know which it, it you know the germ theory is 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 almost comical now the more and more i've thought about it and the more i've um kind of you know, practiced and, and spoken to people and, and thought and, you know, just, just kind of been on this journey. But, um, because, you know, we, we are part of the ecosystem. We're not separate to nature. Uh, and that I, I think the germ theory uh, sort of reinforces this notion. We're very separate to our environment and what's going on around us. And we should be living in little boxes covered in, in cellophane um, that are full of, full of chemicals to keep us quote unquote clean. Um, and that, that is probably the, 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 the worst environment that you could have been. And, and people that are in that environment are usually very, very sick. Um, and we see that uh, people that spend a lot of time in, in hospitals that are overly sanitized uh, don't don't get healthy um no i mean a hospital is it's not a it's not a healing environment at all it's a sickness disease management environment and you you're better off just avoiding them as much as you can and um you, you made some really good points there i mean the the germ theory itself empowers the the kind of things we've seen with the lockdowns and this kind of stuff um which are, are these irrational behaviors that we're seeing like people are being told to lock themselves indoors in the dark you know don't move don't get fresh air don't get sunlight all the things that we, we have abundant evidence are actually good for us. We're being told not to do and we're socially disconnected, which is one of the worst things about it because now you're depriving people of the psychological health, which underpins the physiological health probably more than anything. So it's really, we are social animals and it's really destructive to force people into isolation like that, particularly when they're not sick. Um, and that's called house arrest. And, and also the body is, the body runs on electricity more than anything else. And when you, when you hug someone, 
the person who has the most voltage or the most charge, they kind of discharge into the person with the lower voltage. So you get this kind of kind of great sharing of charge, the shareability of charge when you have that contact with people that you care about um, and that community around you that you were talking about, that community is so essential, you know, it's just part of the, the environment around us. Um, and so we, we run on electricity. And when you cut people off from those, that physical touch and that ability to trade electrons with each other and to trade electrons with, with, by putting your bare feet on the ground with the planet, um, this guy, or, you know, you, you, your house cat or dog sitting on your lap and they, they come in from outside and they suddenly lap and they discharge their electrons into you and that's part of a healing uh, kind of dynamic. And, you know, we're, we're doing some very self-destructive, irrational things in the name of health and medicine right now, but it's all underpinned by germ theory. And if we can get it in our heads that germ theory is a completely unscientific superstition, then we can stop doing these ridiculous things and start doing things that actually support us. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Um, Brendan, I just want to be respectful of time. And there's so many different topics that we haven't even touched on yet. And I know um, your, your understanding and, and your views on, on, on water and, and the, you know, the cleanliness of water and the type of water that we should be drinking are uh, uh, at the forefront of, of, of the, the, the stuff that you do. And I want to dive into that. I don't think we're going to have time now, but so I want to switch fire for the last uh, little component here and, and try and understand um, obviously we, we've got this cloud over us at the moment. We need to find a way through what, what opportunities do you see? What, what, what is the silver lining of, of what's happened in 2020? Um, you know, what, what, what's going to, what's going to kind of keep us going and, and actually allow us to, to develop and, and grow as humans. It's a, it's, it's an awesome um, opportunity to, to step out of fear and out of that mentality of trusting authority figures and and not thinking for yourself so it's a great opportunity for people to start thinking themselves i've seen it so in just so many cases of it this year um including people close to me who have you know even baby, baby boomers who you know are, are typically quite sort of hard-nosed and stubborn and very difficult to to red pill and even some of them are starting to go hang on you know this this doesn't make sense so it's a fantastic opportunity to reclaim our power and actually start working together and collaborating and re-establishing our connections at a grassroots level because we we also are being given a great opportunity to see that we we can't trust the people in charge who are running things and they don't they don't work for us so we also have a chance to kind of reform the political system and start infiltrating into it and putting real decent humans in there who actually are representatives of the people and the people's will um and you know i mean there are so many aspects of this this year where the the authority structure has just been so over the top, so fraudulent, so dishonest and ludicrous that they've, they've given us a chance to step away from germ theory and into an empowering health paradigm. Uh, they've given us a chance to step out of the sort of mindless political mentality of just, you know, following the left or following the right and, you know, let them decide, what, you know, and taking responsibility and claiming ownership. And that's kind of the whole point of all of this to me is we've had all these different systems which kind of combine into one system of control, which is all all dependent on dis, uh, distracting us from who and what we really are. And once we get who and what we really are and taking, we take ownership of ourselves, um, their little house of cards comes crashing down and they lose all power. I mean, we, we outnumber those clowns by many, many, many times. So the, the power's in our hands. We, all, we, all we have to do is take ownership of it and, and um, move forward and work together. That's it. Just collaborate and work together. Yeah, absolutely, and I think I, I I couldn't agree with you more. Although it's been it's been challenging and it's been saddening to see see what's going on 
in 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 a lot of respects i think yeah I, I agree with you i think it's it's a it's a it's a real awakening that we we are seeing um and it's an interesting comment you made about the the, the baby boomers actually so that's not something i've thought about because not necessarily my audience but um in, in in terms of the guys i interact with uh but yeah it's it's certainly uh it's interesting to see a split in that space that perhaps before you you wouldn't you know everyone toes the party line uh for me i think the system has got to change because the system is producing the people that are um you know getting to the to to, to, to make these key decisions um i think that's the structure as well has got to be thought about in depth um but no i think there, there are a lot of opportunities that there is a real awakening going on in the world um and and yeah it's an exciting time as as much as it is as a, a challenging time uh for for lots of people um yeah. brendan I mean, I, I, sorry man i didn't mean to interrupt you i just thought you know we've had with all the lockdowns and all this disruption we've also had the chance to actually take a look at how we live our lives how we spend our time how we earn our money and a lot of people have been going through this process of questioning that for the first time in their lives a lot of people are going, you know what, I actually, I don't like that job a whole lot. I think I'd rather do this with myself um, and actually listening to the, the calling of, of the heart and the soul inside of you. So it's, that's kind of where this is all kind of leading, leading us is to peel away the layers of, of the fraud and the conditioning and come back to, to the center point where we can actually hear the, the whisperings of the, of the soul. And, and it's a beautiful time to be alive right now if we, if we take the, uh, the scales off our eyes and, and stop pretending to be, to be victims here and, and really take charge here. It's, it's anyone's, uh, any, it's our game. It's our game. You know, we can create something amazing here potentially. I think that's a really lovely place to pause. Um, I'd love to speak to you again, Brendan, about all the other bits and pieces that we haven't spoken about on this conversation, although we have jumped around a lot and, and covered a huge amount um, in a very short space of time. Um, can I invite you to, to kind of uh, let us all know a bit about, yourself uh the books that you've written and how people can get in touch with you yeah thanks man um so uh, my first book is out you can get it through my website which is brendandmurphy.com it is a very deep exploration of um, science and spirituality and bridging those two worlds and the paranormal and consciousness um so that's kind of where i you know i kind of live there but um yeah you'll find my blog and, and my podcast is at truthiverse.com and um, most of those episodes i've i've had experts and on to talk about health and disease and you know pulling apart the germ theory model and the uh the scandemic so that's that's a really good resource as far as that stuff goes so truthverse.com if you want to check out the podcast interviews with those those fine people um otherwise yeah my stuff is at brendandmurphy.com brendan it's it's really powerful work that you're doing i think it's it's absolutely important it's vital uh in terms of people identifying with someone who is is saying something different um and we we will all relate to, to different people in different ways so it's important to have lots of different people doing these you know living on the fringes and, and looking at these things i know you don't think it's a fringe but um looking at these things slightly differently from the mainstream and getting away from that mainstream uh, dogmas and paradigms and the stuff that we know isn't working simple as that so thank you for your work uh, and i acknowledge you for the, for the good work that you do um, and thank you very much for coming on hopefully we'll be able to do a round two very very soon yeah thanks nick i'll do a round two whenever you like mate appreciate your time cool man excellent brendan thank you very much man i'll cut it there somewhere um i really appreciate your insight um yeah definitely look you blow me away some 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 of the comments and and the i think i don't want to say the level you're at because that sounds like a bit like a, a bit of a, a i'm creating a bit of a divide but i think 
the 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 thought and the 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 transitions that you've made from or, or, or the way that you've blended together the health and the the, the psychological component oh. is 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 amazing i think and and you know listening to some of the stuff that you've posted out it, you know it's it's deep work it really is and, and i think a lot of people are hesitant and fearful to do that deep work I'm, I'm probably one of those guys at certain points you know um so so yeah man it's wicked to to engage with you and, and get you on thanks brother i appreciate it yeah well uh, let's let's not be shy about it in future let's go deep <laughs> There we go. Intriguing stuff. Uh, as I said in the intro, uh, Brendan um, it, it, it is kind of out there doing his thing and, and I've got so much respect for that. Um, and, and it's great to have him on, have him on as a, as a guest and, and get into the weeds with some of these topics. Um, hope you enjoyed that one, guys. Um, and I hope it's got you thinking and got you challenging your own thoughts, um, the own, your own kind of dogmas and the way you're looking at situations. Um, that is my goal with these podcasts, is to keep throwing curveballs until change happens. Uh, that's the goal. 2021 is all about uh, energy and mobility for me if you're interested in that if it's an area you want to focus on go to elementalhealth.co you can sign up for my free uh, challenge and also get some more information on the things that i'm doing there um if you want to follow brendan um it's brendan d murphy on instagram he's put some great content there uh, brendandmurphy.com um, and me as always at elemental underscore nick on the socials that's n-i-c-k <laughs> um and i will look forward to seeing you on the next episode remember to subscribe like comment and leave us feedback cheers Thanks.